Hello and welcome to our third episode of our Substack story, which is when myself and Claire look at our Substack journey and talk about the ups and the downs, the wins and the losses, all that sort of good stuff behind the scenes, what's happening with our Substack. We have been doing this since the beginning of the year. Our first one came out at the end of January. So if you are new to us, do go back and listen to that introductory one. We did one at the end of February as well. And this one, our third one, is coming to you at the end of March. And we are hoping to do this for the whole duration of 2023, maybe even beyond. Who knows? Today, Claire has a bit of a cold. I'm very sorry, everybody, because I do sound a bit like I'm at the bottom of a well today. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to do my best to struggle through. And we, today's episode is sponsored by Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> Other decongestant bombs are available. <laughs> So this might be the reason why you hear my voice a lot more than Claire's on this episode, uh, simply because I don't want to tire Claire's voice (laughs) or make her start coughing because that can happen as well. Right. What do we normally do in the beginning? Just start talking, really. (laughs) I don't think we have a great strategy or plan. No, I don't think. Um, Okay. how has your month been? Well, that's a really good question to start. Thank you very much, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this month has been, uh, you can probably hear it in my voice as well, but it's been so much better for me. Um, Again, if you're new, you will know that I struggled with burnout. Um, I've struggled with anxiety as well, and it's affected my creativity. I have, during the month of January, December, January and February, I basically did one substack a week. But now I, during the month of March, I think it was mid-March, I relaunched my substack, which is something I talked about in previous podcasts. (laughs) This is something that I wanted to do. I have come up with a kind of strap line for my substack. I have... um, Committed to writing two posts a week plus the occasional podcast. I'm very much aware that I need to walk before I can run after coming through this, um, yes, this bad period. So um, my podcast isn't back up on a regular schedule yet. I think it's going to be sporadic for a while, as is, and, and I know this is a separate thing, as is my videos on YouTube as well. But my focus is two posts a week on Substack and they will come out on a Wednesday and a Sunday. Um, and I'm really, really pleased with how the relaunch has gone. So, yeah, it's been a good month for me. I'm just going to say, how does that feel? How does two posts a month feel? Uh, sorry, a week feel? Two posts a week, yeah. It, it feels OK, although, you know, I haven't got to the point where I'm writing them and scheduling them in advance. And that is something I really want to do, because as we record this, it is Wednesday, the 29th of March. And I've just mentioned my post come out on Wednesday and I have still not finished today's post. And I would like to do 
is to have two be two posts ahead so I know I'm covered for the Wednesday and the Sunday ahead so if for example I am really grotty and poorly like you are Claire and that you've been struggling with over the past week um because that you know if you don't post you feel guilt and all that sort of stuff um so yeah I would like to be two posts ahead but not just because if I have poorliness but um it just would make me feel better having two in the bank and more it make me feel more productive and um and that I've got a plan and I know what I'm doing and um more professional that's the word I was looking for yeah yeah you've got that sort of um that certainty haven't you that that kind of calm steadiness because you know that you're you covered I mean it is really interesting I kind of got um points to address on the the goals that I set last month but this has been part of that for me under I put it under consistency really is that you know how how consistent is consistency and I mean so so far I have posted twice a week my um deep dive comes out on a Friday um, and that is a very labor intensive post, you know, I, you know, yeah. moan about that every week. <laughs> um, so I've got to start, you know, really get going on that today. I have two really full days on that and I've done a lot of research already. Um, and then the what this week on Sunday. And obviously, because it's actually about what I've watched and read that week, I can't get too far ahead on that. Yeah. Either. So when, you know, um, I've gone consistently through these first two months I started my substack the day before we we did our first podcast at the end of January so yeah I think the 27th so I'm just over two months now um and I have managed my two posts every week on those days but then it's kind of is that a bit of a trap is that you know too much um and when you know it really knocked me off my feet last week this virus and I wasn't expecting it and I had nothing in reserve and it got to sort of uh, I think it was Thursday morning and I was like that's not happening I just can't write a big post this week so I did get something out and I was pleased to have got something out but I definitely think that's something that I need to explore a bit further is a have I got the time yeah. to get some posts in advance but also I suppose in the way, like you know consistency commitment like what is a, because you have paid it subscribers you kind of viewing those as clients you know people that you owe something to mm. um, it's a very different sort of situation and so it's like you know we've got the Easter holidays coming up but I hadn't planned on stopping for Easter I might try and shift how I do those posts or the level of intensity that I put in them but I'd be really interested in that and if anybody you know wants to put anything in the comments on you you know what do you feel as a writer that you you need to show up what your minimum would be can you take time off can you take weeks where you don't post and as a paid subscriber what would you expect yeah anyway that's something that's really sort of uh, been brought to the forefront of my mind with this horrible virus um you know if you I can't do a deep dive post and yeah (laughs) I know and you've said before these posts they can take you around 12 hours yeah yeah 
That's it, the big ones. And, you know, I'm doing research earlier in the week and then writing for two days solid to get mm. on on Friday morning. Um, and sometimes late into the night on Thursday to get it done. So, um, you know, I'm still, still really enjoying it. And I do still get a lot of, um, you know, it's still um the, the kind of the creative energy is taking me on that journey it's like oh I've thought of this idea after reading this book and I pull a specific theme out and then disappear off down a rabbit hole of articles and whatever and I love all that um but yeah it, it literally takes a lot of time to do that each week and and if you're poorly or if you're away yeah how do you do that so that's that's another that I think that's something that I want to look at going forward that's I've already given you a little hint of my next months <laughs> but it's like yeah how consistent does consistency have to be yeah Mark. yeah so um other than having your virus how has your month been it has been interesting yeah um yeah so this is full month two for me and it's been a very different beast I think than the first month and I think again that shows the value in us meeting up at the end of this each month to talk this through because there have been times this month where I've actually found it really hard and it's been quite soul destroying sounds somewhat dramatic but you know I have had moments of real frustration because things seem to plateau off a bit um and that's been quite new because so first month I was growing steadily through the whole month my yeah. free subscribers was going up every day and that was great and then this month has been a real month of like um what do you say feast or famine you know I had at the beginning of the month after the podcast whoop great glut of subscribers and I'm like oh here we go this is great <laughs> and then about a week 10 days with tumbleweed mm. you know and you're still putting all these hours in and putting great posts out please with the quality of my work I'm still getting really positive feedback through emails privately dms all this stuff no growth at all um and then I mentioned a friend of mine in one post later in the month and she shared it on her instagram 20 followers in a day boom again so it's really interesting and you know there are moments when you just go oh this isn't going to work this isn't going to grow as I want it to grow um and it's a lot of time to be putting into not you know um but then it it, it levels off again or something shifts the needle in a really positive way so I think that's been incredibly um helpful for me to see and look back and reflect on and go you know it's not always going to be this like steady linear no, no. Um, I mean if you see my um graph on in and the back end of Substack with my subscribers it goes up and then it drops in a spike then it goes up not a spike the opposite of a spike a spike downwards <laughs> <laughs> a ski slope yeah and then it goes up and then it drops again and up and down and up and down and we were talking off air um, before we started this podcast and we were talking how we said either in the first podcast or the second one, how with Substack, we weren't so fussed about our yes. numbers. Yes. And like, like, like on Instagram. 
yeah like likes and that is a very mm. different sort of a metric isn't it yeah. yeah absolutely and to talk about Claire and I's relationship a little bit we tend to have a FaceTime with each other once a week yeah. and we talk about lots of things but uh, the majority of our conversation is around Substack and how we've yeah. been getting on that particular week and you know, can you just check the copy on this particular article for me, Claire? <laughs> um, <laughs> I asked Claire, and um, or things like that, and um, we sort of talking and texting all the time. And both of us, and I make notes when we're talking. <laughs> she <laughs> seems to be scribbling away, and I say, "Oh, I'm just going to make a note of that point." Yeah, but, like I, I say, you need to start putting on FaceTime. This will be recorded for <laughs> purposes. <laughs> podcast purposes yeah absolutely but I just think you know sometimes we both come up with interesting things and I think we'll both yeah. forget it um by the time <laughs> our podcast so I've just got here written in my writing journal that H frustrated with no growth in free subscribers this was me at the beginning of yeah. March yeah and C frustrated with no growth in paid subscribers and that was yeah the beginning of the month yeah um, I think it's it's I I was when I got out the shower this morning I got my phone and and sort of wrote a, a note in the notes app because I've been thinking about this a lot and it's not the same as Instagram when we were obsessed with how many likes we would get or whether we were losing followers like I have been over the last two years or whether we're gaining and stuff like that but I think with our sub stacks, A, it's a lot more personal yes, doing our writing. Yeah. So much more personal. We're putting so much more into it than we were. I mean, so, there were times when I was putting a lot into my Instagram as well. But, yeah, yeah. But with Substack, there's so much more time and effort and yeah. vulnerabilities, I think, as well involved. But also both Claire and I. I, I was saying earlier that I think it's a bit like we're looking for validation in a way of whether we are going to be successful as writers. We can make a living out of it. And um, yes, uh, yeah. and this can be our um, I mean, it just seems like such a joy to do. I know we have frustrations with it. Yeah, and yeah. you do your twelve hours on a particular post, and and you think, well, is it worth it or whatever? But on the whole, it's just an amazing position to be in that we can write and potentially make a career out of it. And it everything. is. I know it's um, it's it's hard, isn't it? It's a lot to extrapolate, and it's a lot you know this ongoing um question for creatives this like kind of all this work and mm. and you know what's and so this does seem like a different platform and it does seem to recognize and reward um people's work and time and effort and and all that they put in and then so yeah you kind of carry that with you and then when the numbers don't 
reflect where you want it to go then it is really sort of frustrating because you just yeah. like you know I, I do really want to make money to support us from this and and it's sort of like I, I see that my work's good enough as well I think that's a been a big shift already in this journey for me with you know two months in and I'd say even at the end of the month one I was just like yeah I'm quite good at this I'm really pleased with what I'm putting out so I think that's the next level of frustration then is is it's not like I'm I'm kind of just cobbling together some dodgy something and going here you go have this and give me some cash for it it's like come on I'm putting a load of work in and there's a lot of value in this and and I think it is worth investing in so it's just like finding the people that will you know what I'm thinking though, Claire, as you're saying that. Yeah. <laughs> that a year ago, and and for me, it might it would have been a little bit longer ago because we're at different stages. But if you had put something out into the world, yeah, both of us used to hide under our desks. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that right word metaphor yeah because we weren't literally hiding under our desks <laughs> <laughs> although it is tempting because the dog basket's under there and it's quite cozy <laughs> curl up nicely and that you know that's what I call my podcast hiding under the desk because it's that thing where you you write something you put it out there and then you want to slam your lap, laptop shut and just go because you don't <gasps> want people to to read your words and yet we do want people to read our words and now it doesn't even occur to you Claire yeah to hide under your desk anymore and I just think what no yeah I, I, you're absolutely right in you yeah without um, being patronizing no no and I think yeah, I think thank you because I think sometimes we don't not you know acknowledge that and you're just like looking yeah. on for the next thing and the next thing and yeah exactly. I mean where I was even when I published quite frequently for about a month on the medium last oh. summer it was hard and it was new and also it felt much more um anonymous because you're just sending it out into the that felt like really you know you didn't know anybody there at all um but it's funny I just uh, I would share a comedy story with uh, anybody listening is like do you remember Helen last year when somebody from our writing group read one of my posts on Medium and was really really complimentary about what a good writer I was and I was so embarrassed at reading this positive feedback that I like kind of leapt up from my laptop and <laughs> couldn't get away fast enough and yeah. my laptop was plugged into the wall. So the wire was going across my exit route. I tripped over my laptop wire and spilled a cup of tea all down myself. And that was all because somebody had given me a compliment in my writing. I completely forgot about that. But how, but how funny. Yeah. And, you know, anyone listening to this and not feeling particularly confident about your writing I mean seriously Claire's journey has just been absolutely inspiring how she's gone from this kind of really timid um, <laughs> writer that had no self-belief and now I'm just in awe really oh thank you I haven't spilt tea on myself for a while so that's a that's a good thing <laughs> 
seeing your progress is just absolutely phenomenal. And I think we do need to take a minute to kind of pause. And even though this month has felt rocky for you, a little bit frustrating, just how far you've come, how much you've grown um, as a person, but also how much you've grown your substack as well. Yes. Yeah. Like I say, um, so numbers wise for me, I I will just uh, segue nicely in there. Yeah. That was another one of my goals for last month. So in month one, I'd wanted to get to 100 and I made it to 115 free subscribers. So in our call, uh, in our podcast last month, I said 200 for the end of March and I've actually made 166 so I was a bit like "Mm, that's you know I haven't done what I hoped I would um but I kind of think there's a lot of lessons in that like I say it's um it's uh not going to be this steady upward trajectory there are going to be plateau moments and then you know like I say feast and famine um but also then I just you know, have a word with myself and go, that's 51 more people in one month who are reading my words. And also probably more than that, because you do lose a couple along the way. Yeah. So that's, you know, that is really good. And again, I'm just going to to celebrate that actually and not be. And can I just say that's more than I gained in a month in terms of my, I mean, if we, if I re- recall at the end of last month, I was losing quite, not losing quite a lot, but I was having a little spike. If I just, I'm looking on my graph now because I wasn't organised enough to write this down. I was on 1,318 at the end of February. That was February the 28th. But I had dropped from 1,329, which is what I was at the beginning of February. So that's what I mean, that there's quite a a shift downwards so what was like the end of February 1318 then it grew then it went back down again and now I am on oh 1346 so I am quite pleased about that and that's my subscribers um in terms of my paid I was very excited because I was one off my first mini milestone but then I woke up this morning and found I'm t- now too off. Oh. <laughs> it is always the way, isn't it? Always the, always the yeah. way. So I am really, really pleased about that. Obviously, I've done the relaunch. And also, I mean, in my in one of my last, I think it was on my monthly summary, I did for paid subscribers, I talked more about my relaunch and what I had been focusing on for the month of March and just off the top of my head that was the relaunch of my substack that included planning out doing two posts a week what the because you have a weekly cycle with your substack don't you so you do one um your big deep dive on the Friday. Friday yeah and then on the Sunday, you do... What this week? What this week. Um, whereas me, I have decided to go for a monthly cycle. Yeah. And I've come up with about eight or so different sort of column ideas, including, for example, a Dear Helen kind of um, agony aunt 
thing um, in the realm of uh, creative confidence. I've got my monthly summary, like I just mentioned. I'll have a a dive into how I'm getting on with my nonfiction book proposal, just on the bite-sized course and things like that. Um, So it was, for me, it was planning out the, the, the rest of March and the month of April. So I know what is happening when. That yeah. has been really, really helpful for me. And also I have started promoting my Substack more. Yeah, yeah. More. Um, I don't know how successful that has been, <laughs> but I have been experimenting with creating little Instagram posts or Instagram stories on Canva and then um, putting them on my Instagram stories. And then because I have Canva Pro, I can resize them and make them into squares and um, put a few of them in my YouTube community section where you can do stuff. And I'm also, when I was walking the dogs yesterday, I was thinking once a month I could schedule, because Pinterest, I think, allows you to do this now, all those posts within Pinterest. And because I've also been taking all my Instagram reels and TikTok reels, I've I've gone nowhere on, on TikTok because I'm a bit, yeah, let's do TikTok and then I get bored and then I do it and then you get bored. You um, see, I really like that because I think that's a journey for you. And I see, you know, I see you see that, that you yeah. are focusing more on Substack than mm. you have let yourself focus on anything else before yeah. because the shiny was easier. It was easier, a lot easier, but yeah. it does mean I've got a lot of content there that yes. yeah, purpose on Pinterest or on uh, YouTube and use it because I've started to put the name, the address of my Substack on yeah. some of my reels. So if I'm doing a, a, a quote around creative confidence, I will put my Substack um address on there and I'm like I say I'm thinking of doing that with Pinterest as well and seeing if that works in getting more um, subscribers but it's just all about experimenting isn't it it's a new thing I don't know what works what doesn't work but all I do know is that I want to push myself to talk about it more to talk about my writing more to talk about my substack more um and in that respect or everything I do on social media, I'm kind of going off on a tangent now, but everything I do on social media <laughs> points into my Substack. Brilliant, that, yeah. Because Substack is my main thing. Substack's my, it's my oh. right, it's my passion, it's my, and maybe, hopefully, this will happen from my Substack, I'll then go on to create my books and stuff yes. like that. But yeah. Substack is the central hub and social media feeds into that. And then hopefully out the top of that, I've not really thought about this before. I'm saying it. What's out the top? What's out the top of that will be ebooks or self-publishing books or yeah finding a traditional publisher hopefully I'd love to go the hybrid route um so I have the best of both worlds but yeah that's what I'm thinking wow yeah wow (laughs) 
but no I to I totally I, I I see that and I I think I can you know obviously we talk a lot so I know what you're up to but I see what you're doing say over on Instagram and stuff and I'm just like it's brilliant it's really targeted and focused and clear and consistent again the c word sending people to where all the good stuff is and um yeah good stuff Helen I haven't talked yet really about because the third wheel of my month was looking at the trying to start to put together a strategy for increasing paid subscribers and making some things paid subscriber only or some content or whatever and I mean that's been interesting because it's only been two months but I can already see that my you know idealized version that people would just want to come and support hasn't really transpired so far (laughs) I will say that but I don't don't want to uh, denigrate the people who have paid come and supported me and become paid supporters um, at the beginning of this journey I will never forget that no show of support I know right you know who you are if you're listening and when I earn enough through this that you know I can support me and my daughter and all is well then they will be comped forever because I just think to show up for me at the beginning of this journey this group of people they believe in me and encourage me and support me and to do that it's just meant so much and um and so yes I'm very very grateful to the people who've done that so far but yes I obviously realize the more we get into this journey that I people want more yeah if I'm offering it all on a plate for free yeah um, people aren't going to pay me for the joy of reading what I'm giving them for free so I have um uh this month uh, just earlier this week uh, come up with a strategy for something extra um because it's, it's um Farrestor, isn't it who always says like you know you still offer free subscribers so much good content mm-hmm but that the paid subscribers like have a backstage pass. Yeah. It's an extra level. So what I went for, to having a big old chat with uh, a paid subscriber about what would be helpful and useful, is I put these two posts together because through obviously through the deep dives, I'm referring to a whole host of books about a certain subject. And then on what this week, there's always TV, film, books. And I mean, I'm up to what this week, 10 I'm doing at the weekend so there's a lot of recommendations there Mm. Um, so but you know my friend was saying oh and you know you recommended this book but I can't remember when it was and and there was something about this wasn't it and it was like well what if you know I put that all together so that somebody could just go through and if you want more information you want my thoughts on it there's a link there so you can get straight to the review where it came up um, but otherwise it's just a list of books or it's just a list of TV programs and the, the uh, TV and film one that's all split up by the streaming channel as well so you can see yeah. you know you can sit there and go oh I'll just do this yeah. anyway everyone really liked that so I'm really pleased with that and um, hopefully that's just something that I can build up as I go through the month and then I'll release it to the paid subscribers at the end of the month so I was really pleased with that um, but I think realistically, considering the amount of time I'm putting in, I am going to think seriously about putting a deep dive newsletter at least one or two a month behind a paywall. I'm not sure when I do that. 
Um, but you know, it's it's so much work. But I I think as well. I mean, two people that I've recommended <clears throat> in my monthly summary um, the other day were Farrah Store, who you've just mentioned. And yes. Her, Emma Gannon, who writes The Hyphen, and both of those got brilliant, successful substacks, but they're both looking at it from different perspectives. So um, Farah, as you said, always talks about having value in the free stuff that you do. Yeah. Uh, and that is something that, you know, I've tried to do, for example, in that monthly summary post that came out on Sunday, I did all my recommendations for books, podcasts, substacks, um, what I've purchased this month, um, what I've been listening to. There was an interview on Instagram that I highlighted. So all that went out to everybody. Yes. If you want to know more about my writing journey and how I'm doing behind the scenes, not everyone will want to know that anyway, then you have to be a paid subscriber. And then, I thought you did that brilliantly. Yeah, there there yeah. was a, a, a behind the paywall and you could read the rest under there. And that's what I was referring to earlier when I said I did three things that I was concentrating on during the month of March. One of them was um, Substack relaunch, um, my marketing of my Substack and my YouTube short strategy that I found myself doing this month. But Emma Gannon in her Substack and she wrote about this a few days ago. Um, yes. in terms of, I think she called it how I accidentally made Substack my full-time job. <laughs> Something like that. And she said that she is basically putting pretty much everything behind a paywall. Yeah. Because she now values her writing. I'm not saying Farah doesn't value her writing. It's just two different strategies. But that she believes that she should be paid yeah. for what she writes. I think both me and you, we're kind of in the middle of the two, aren't we? We kind of, we are realising that we are putting a lot of time and effort. Yes, yeah. Um, and experience as well into our posts and advice and tips and research. stuff like that. Yeah, research into our posts. And yeah, maybe we should get paid but equally we both want to still provide value to those people who um are the free subscribers definitely because we both value both types of subscribers yes and it's you know it is lovely to to have the most people possible viewing your work and I think there's yeah it is it's it's a real conundrum and it's it is a I think this is just the 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 stretchy in the middle bits and Mm. we're just sort of figuring out our our path through it but it's um I was gonna say because I do notice that there's a lot of people there's a lot of noise at the moment about money and paid subscribers and whatever else and it is really difficult and people are like you say I mean you just talked there about two different strategies although I you know I think they're both good strategies and they're both um both Farah and uh Emma Gannon offer a lot they do Um, they're both really positive substack role models shall we say you know they're, they're really good there are a lot of people constantly asking for money for things at the moment um 
you know, same over on Instagram as well. It just feels really, so it's hard trying to not assert yourself in that, yeah. that but, but kind of put yourself in there without, you know, it's a difficult place to be, um, I yeah. think. But I think we talked about this earlier in the week as well. I think the big thing that we can offer and that will help us do this transition phase is that is sticking with it yeah I think that it's going to be very easy for all these people who come in and, and asking for money and whatever else to then get really disheartened and walk away mm. and I think that you know as even just having this podcast and knowing that we've got this reflection space and this this plan of a year at least and like what what can we do here and that and the support of each other and you know hopefully listening to us will help other people on this journey if you want more support then come and comment and let us know what we can do to help but you know it do, it is hard it is an up and down thing um, and I think it, over the course of this year there will be a lot of people that find it quite easy to walk away from Substack when it's not turning into a you know multi-million pound business for them yeah. um so I think, yeah, sticking with it and just keep showing up, but tweaking and what we can do to tweak that and make it more positive and more, you know, grow more for us. I, I saw again on Emma Gannon's on that same Substack post, I think it was actually, is it worth starting a Substack if you have no subscribers already in a other email platform if you have no social media presence yes <laughs> <laughs> um and I do think it's really really worth it but I would say the growth is slow and that is completely yes. normal there are people that come on and they already have an established platform elsewhere and they the thing is, you don't know, you never know how many subscribers people have in other email platforms. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And it can be disheartening when they come over and immediately, because Substack do this now, it says under their name, thousands of paid subscribers or, or um, you know, thousands of free subscribers, whatever it says. And you can think, oh, crikey, how have they done that so quickly? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. It's not a case of doing anything wrong. It's simply because they've imported their platform over. But that being said, it's still worth doing if you have no subscribers uh, elsewhere, if you have no platform elsewhere, because Substack do make it easy um easier than it used to be to be discoverable on substack where people yeah. recommend you to other people it only takes one person to recommend you and then slowly yeah i'm doing hand signals on the screen <laughs> slowly, um you will grow and i think a lot of my growth now comes from within substack itself yes yeah. externally the um, marketing I did yesterday with all my Canva, what's the word? Images. No, it's not images. I don't know. I've got brain fog there at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, all that work that I did in terms of my marketing, I looked at my stories at the end of the day 
And I mentioned you in one of them, Claire, and I was thinking, yes. oh, I hope this gets her some subscribers. And I looked at my stories and normally, I mean, it's gone down drastically. I used to have thousands of views in my stories, but now right. it's gone down to about 200 in a day. I yeah. can perhaps get maybe more if it's the first one in the in the stories yes. and yeah. I haven't posted in a while. Yesterday I looked and I'd had 80 views on that story. And wow. I just, it, it's I don't think I get a lot of people coming over from Instagram. I don't think no. that's the place now. That's why I was thinking of um, Pinterest as well. Um, yeah, I don't know Pinterest. No, um, I am going to interview Trona soon. Um, I Her Instagram handle used to be iLined. I don't know if it is anymore, um, but I'll put her in the show notes anyway. She yeah. specializes in SEO and Pinterest. So oh. I'm going interview her um at some stage and talk to her a bit more about that and um she knows Pinterest a lot she's helped me out a lot I know it's changed in recent times the cook who I mentioned in my monthly summary Sarah Rossi who was interviewed on the just bloody post it podcast she was saying that Pinterest has changed a lot she used to be the Pinterest queen when I saw her at Blogtacular Many, many years ago, she was there doing advice on Pinterest and how to grow on there. But she says very little of her traffic now comes from Pinterest. So right. it's, it, it, things are changing. She yeah. gets a lot of traffic from Instagram, funnily enough, and TikTok now. But it's finding what works for you. And, exactly. I um, mean, it's sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, sort of in terms of because I've been looking at that and again, um, from my first month there was definitely a steady stream coming across from Instagram because I every time I uh, published a newsletter I would put a link to it on my Instagram stories and there would always be new signups it was like really steady Um, and that's really slowed off and I mean you know realistically I've got what I've got about 1,600 subscribers on Instagram uh, sorry followers what are they Re- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean a lot of those are sort of bots or men pretending to be Keanu <laughs> so oh, I had one of those <laughs> yesterday wanting to say hello to me I thought well you get an automatic block <laughs> <laughs> oh yes but I think you do you get to the point where you kind of you have uh, you've marketed as much as you can from your core Yes. and I do find that even when very kindly within my um apart from this one Instagram friend who who has a big following who that made a big difference this if the very kind people share it it's still just getting around the same little group of people yes so I'm kind of like I, I need to find a different way now I hadn't put anything on the grid since I launched so I think that might be I think that's a good try idea. this month um and uh you know just it might different people might see on the grid than see in stories and if I can give a flavor of what different books topics all sorts of things I've covered on Substack that might be yeah I think as as especially with, with the sorts of things you write about but having a kind of monthly summary on your yeah. Instagram grid um, of a few of the books, because you do take nice book photos where you're holding it up. Some of the books that you've been reading and referring to in your Substack, 
you could put there and say this is what I'm talking about that's a great idea I can write that down (laughs) (laughs) but while you write that down I will say that over the years I have seen that I'm not no longer growing on Instagram and I've made my peace with that that's absolutely fine so what I'm doing is using Instagram for myself for, for for my own challenges or experiences or whatever so in the past I've used it as a way to discover my writing voice um, yeah. at my old house when we had the chickens and the ducks I used to write quite descriptive posts about going out looking at the trees that I've planted in the fog and what things look like and using all the different senses in my Instagram posts. And, and, and that was great in terms of developing my own writing voice and how I um, came to things as a writer. But now I'm using Instagram because I know it's a completely different beast now, because I'm yeah. not worried about growing or whatever, I'm using it as a testing ground to marketing is always something marketing my own work is always something I've struggled with and I think a lot of writers and creatives do we don't like to be seen as bragging we don't like to we like to hide under the desk basically when it comes to it's a funny one though isn't it because I mean even the term marketing just gives me like a little shiver I know it feels like it shouldn't go with being creative do you know what I mean and it's and I know there's loads of people who are breaking down barriers about this now yeah um is essentially just talking about what you do absolutely absolutely Um, and I am using Instagram to develop my confidence around talking about what I do talking about my writing so I'm using Instagram as a place to serve me yes um and honing the message that I want to put out there to um to attract a certain kind of creative, one of those that's really, really unconfident, um, who dare not do any of these things. And, you know, I'm trying to attract them and say, look, you can do this. Oh, sorry, my dog's just rolled onto her back. So if you can hear snuffling, <laughs> that's, what, that's what she thinks about what I've got to say. Um, essentially. <laughs> so, yeah, use Instagram as a place to to help you um rather yeah. than focusing on numbers and um uh and how many followers you've got use it as a place to find out who you are as a creative or develop certain skills that you you need to have in order to grow as a creative anyway that was my um ted talk <laughs> <laughs> It was very good too yeah it is really interesting there really does seem to be uh, a moment of transition and change with all of this um and you know we, we, in the news at the moment is like whether well, tiktok's going to disappear altogether oh, no, um no. you know people have been saying things about twitter for a while i mean i'm not on either of those but instagram is changing it's been changing for a long time people are definitely interacting with it in a different way not as much as well yeah. you know i think um even within the bookstagram community i'm not a frequent poster uh haven't been for a while but i do put stories up and you know like kind of have a nice community with people there but people who post so regularly aren't anymore there's a real downturn in in everybody showing up there 
Um, so I think things are shifting and changing. Um, oh. and so we just have to keep, you know, adapting. And figuring things out for ourselves and what works yeah. for us, because what works for somebody else might not work for us. And Absolutely. again, going back to Emma Gannon in that post she wrote the other day, she doesn't use Instagram or Twitter as a way to connect with people anymore um, in the way she used to or to create new stuff or or whatever she uses it as a broadcasting mechanism to broad notice yeah sorry i was just because yeah. i noticed that she never has comments on her stories yes i saw that yeah, today. yeah. I thought, oh i didn't know you could do that so yeah, yeah so it's a broadcasting thing rather if she has conversations she wants to have them over with her paid subscribers yeah. absolutely yeah yeah. Um, so no, I, I mean, you know, I could imagine that that if, when you get really big, that must be very unwieldy. Yeah. I mean, I struggle to keep up now with comments and stuff really um, on on um, Instagram or um, where else am I? I'm not really anywhere. I, I know I've got um, TikTok. I kind of just ignore them, which is <laughs> a bit naughty of me, but. Um, <laughs> and you're wondering why you haven't grown on <laughs> But you know, sometimes it just feels too much. Oh gosh, yeah. Too much. I mean, um, I used to feel that on Instagram when you, it's funny, I've never felt that on Substack actually. And I do sit there like eager that someone will comment so I can have a chat with them. Um, but I suppose, you know, the numbers at the moment, it's not overwhelming, but I did feel that, you know, when I used to post a big Instagram post about a book, and then you'd start getting comments and then you'd just be like, oh, I haven't got the energy to reply yeah. to all of these. I'll leave it a little while and come back later. Um, so, yeah, that's, it, it, there's so many layers to it, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the time, sometimes I'll read a, a Substack comment before I'm going to bed, which is, you know, I probably shouldn't have my phone with me at that <laughs> So I'll just heart it then and think, right, I'll come back to that tomorrow. So yeah, if yeah. I don't reply to anyone, it's not because I'm it's disinterested. Because it's because <laughs> I've gone to bed. Or I was reading them when I'm picking my daughter up from school and suddenly she appears and I have to put yes, my phone away yeah. and, and um, we'll spin out the car park. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, shall we just, I know we've been talking a long time, so shall we yeah. just talk about what our goals are for the month of April? Yes, woohoo. Do you want to go first or shall I go first? Um, go on, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. So, I don't know what mine are yet. <laughs> I'll give you, this is like when you're, when you're ordering at a restaurant and you're like, no, you go first. I'm yeah. just <laughs> Okay, I'll have the fish and chips. <laughs> um, so for April, and it's really interesting because as I went um, through, and like I say, this, this is so valuable, this reflection time, and just even me putting a couple of pages of notes together and talking it through with you for everybody's listening pleasure. Um, you learn so much and you, you know, plan so much. So this month, for the first month, I'm not going to have any number-based goals. Yes. Don't think about idea. that. So I kind of think like the the underlying premise is if I do these things right, then the numbers will follow. So I'm not going to set numbers as targets anymore. 
Um, so number one is actually more about me, is, is about what I talked about right up at the top about consistency, planning um, and breaks. Like, how do I have breaks? And genuinely, if you have any comments on that, please let me know. Um, you know, can if I'm doing this really regular two posts a week, the same post Friday, Sunday, Friday, Sunday, can I have a week off? Am I allowed holidays? And uh, in a more practical way, I want to come up with what I do to cover if I'm sick, you know, what I can have in place, like you're saying about posts ahead. I'm not sure how realistic it is that I can get a deep dive ahead because it's massive, but but something. So that's something but an alternative to your deep dive. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that one is about better planning. Next level of what goes behind the paywall. I'm going to make a decision on that this month. Um, we, last month we talked about archive. I haven't put anything like that, but it might be that I start to put a couple of the uh, deep dive newsletters a yes. month behind. Maybe not yet. Maybe anyway. That's for this month to decide um, and finding new ways to share, because obviously I've seen from the much less steady growth from the feast and famine number growth that it's when I find a, a way that connects or that somebody else kindly shares for me. That's what gives a big spike. So I've just got to find different ways to share. And like we're talking about there, the Instagram posts, I think that's going to be my target for this month. Yeah. I think that sounds go. brilliant. And we were talking in one of our chats mm. in this month about being a bit more proactive rather than wait, sitting back and waiting for somebody to share our words or for the yes. algorithm to pick us up, um, but to be a bit more proactive in putting ourselves out there. So um, I, th I think it's perfectly possible to do that without it being icky. And again, yeah. it just takes a bit of thought a bit of strategy exactly it's all a work in progress of what feels right but um you know when you're confident that what you want to share is good stuff I don't see that there's anything wrong with yeah. finding I the best think, way to share it yeah absolutely and I I mean on in terms of my overall goal that will be to implement the plan yes working on this month I don't think I should be any more over the top than that is just to have a steady month yeah monthly yeah. cycle bedding see, it in yeah exactly bed it in see which you know post people enjoy the most uh, but I, I think I'd, I'd have to do it for at least three or four months um before I can work out that sort of thing but yeah just start doing it but then on the marketing side I want to talk about it more. I want to experiment with different things and then perhaps bring my findings back to yes, past or, uh, and to post in my Substack as well. Because, you know, that was my previous job. I was a professional services marketer. So yeah. I, I should, in, in <laughs> marks, be good at this. So, yeah, doing different things and thinking outside the box. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, and And... I'm almost thinking about doing pieces to camera. I don't know if I'll do that during the month of April. That might be sometime in the future. But somebody I spoke to yesterday has asked me, I've not told you this yet, Claire, no. but has asked me to do a talk to certain people um, at her new place where she has like a community room to oh. talk to people there about creative confidence. Um 
So that will be an in-person event rather than doing something on Zoom, very low. <gasps> um, and she's also suggested I put my name forward for a conference as well. So that might be something. Oh, Helen. I, I, I mean, I'm still thinking about it all. Yeah. Um, but it's... Well, you've got a twinkle. I have got a twinkle. And I was quite <laughs> excited when she talked about it as well. Um. So, yeah, it's doing something differently than I would normally. Just trying different things, talking about it. Like I said, maybe um, go back to Pinterest. That might be a, a possibility. Um, I'm continuing to do a reel a day. On, they're not called reels on YouTube, short a day on my YouTube. And that is growing my YouTube subscribers gradually. And again, mm. like I said earlier, I want that to feed into my Substack. Yes, yeah. Um, because on on YouTube, in the past, I haven't really talked a lot about creativity and confidence. I've done other things. So when I eventually come back to creating video, I want to kind of plant myself as that, not expert, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Or experience. It's just starting to think about the marketing side a little bit more or the PR side a little bit more. And um, it's always been something that's tripped me up in the past, something I've been really scared of. So um, that that will be my aim for April. All in tiny steps. All yes, of course. Right. Okay. I think this podcast has been quite lengthy, and <laughs> I think my husband's waiting to put the kettle on for a cup of tea. Um, I need to go uh, have a big cough. I think I've done incredibly well <laughs> to not cough for all this. Exactly. Claire, just remind people where they can find you if they want to go and look at your Substack. Okay. So my Substack URL is claireholden.substack.com. Um, and it's called It's All About the Words by Claire Holden. And mine is called The Redfern by Helen Redfern. And the URL is helenredfern.substack.com. So thank you very much for listening. We would love your comments about anything that we've spoken about here. The yes, podcast will appear on both our Substacks. So leave your comment in any substack that you like, Claire and I will see them all. Anything else you want to add before we go? No, thank you very much for bearing with my croakiness and my, my <laughs> bummed up nose. And hopefully next time we're on here, I'll be fighting fit. Yes, absolutely. Right, we shall see you at the, or hear from us. You'll hear from us at the end of April with how we've got on in April. Okay, bye for now. Bye. bye.